I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all we are. Everybody and welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, tonight you'll be jam-packed with some amazing information. We'll be getting into the Pleiadian perspective on what cancer really is all about. And in addition to that, we'll also be talking about the amazing things that our DNA does, which some of it is quite mind-blowing. And uh, time permitting, we're going to get into uh, giving the ETO listening audience a heads up on some uh, minefields that uh, are likely to be coming up in the near future. But before we get into all of that, I'd like to kick off the program in the usual manner by having a little bit of Japa Yoga or Mantra repetition. And that will be led by Sri Swami Sachinanda. So if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari 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 Om. Hi. Uh-huh. 
That was Sri Swami Sachidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes, one of my spiritual teachers, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s. The Om Shanti at the end means peace. I'd like to now um, give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being you, and also extend my invitation to you to contact me regarding any questions you have concerning material that's presented on ET Yoga, as well as to uh, make suggestions about program content that you'd like to hear about. And also, nothing makes my day more than hearing about your successes, utilizing ideas, concepts, and techniques that are presented on ET Yoga. So if you'd like to contact me, please do so at paperfungo. P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, paperfungo at yahoo.ca. I'd like to now give my usual disclaimer that this program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET Yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes and although thought to be accurate, is presented as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET Yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And if you're a new listener to ET Yoga, You should know that I applaud your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream medical, big pharma, mainstream media, and technology to the best of your ability given your particular circumstance. I'm not going to elaborate on the reasons for that tonight's program, but definitely I applaud your efforts. Now, getting into some of the meat of tonight's program, one of the Swarus from the Pleiades gives the following information concerning cancer. And she says, 
that people are regarding cancer is something that happened to someone, like breaking a leg because they fell off a ladder. Cancer is a process, a chronic process, that if you don't remove the cause, you cannot cure it. It's like having someone constantly falling off ladders. No medicine, plaster casts, and titanium bone pins will heal the patient if he continually falls off the same ladder over and over again. The body is all interconnected. And each place in the body does react to one or another problem coming from the mind. So if someone has an unconscious mental issue, they will get a problem, manifest a problem in the corresponding energetic area. Same for animals as they are people. No difference, mental issues and all. When cells in the body find a healthy and nurturing environment, they will reproduce. But if they are immersed in a hostile environment, they cannot reproduce and they self-protect they choose immortality, and that is a cancer cell, one that does not die naturally at the end of its cycle as it is replaced by a new healthy one. So as some do reproduce, and as they are also dying, but not in a normal process, they create a necrotic area that removes the oxygen from the area as blood flow is diminished. The body then sees this as an external object and itself protects isolating the necrotic area into pouches called tumors. As with nearly everything on earth, they have it backwards. Tumors are not the problem. They are part of the solution the solution the body has to isolate the problem and contain it. And they have their mechanisms where they can then remove the necrotic cancerous area or tumor when the cause is removed from the body. But what do humans do? They remove the tumor and with it spelling, spilling cancer cells programmed not to die all over the surrounding area, spreading the cancer and depriving the body of its own healing mechanisms. Now, there are times when a tumor must be removed, like when it exceeds a certain size and starts to compromise other organs, pinching blood vessels and being very painful as well. But mostly, tumors must be left alone and healing must take place concentrating on the issue that caused the problem in the first place. For example, stomach cancer is linked to a very visceral person, always fighting and also internalizing anger. Breast cancer is linked to metabolic problems associated with the consumption of processed food and the use of estrogen-mimicking substances like the ones used in plastics, especially when microwaved. The cause is always a mental 
energetic problem. The cause is the external environment in which the individual lives, and more importantly, how that individual interprets the external environment. These are the groups caused by psychosomatic or emotional factors. Every part in the body, every organ, is connected to, to a form of emotion that is triggered by thoughts. The body is not made up of isolated organs, but everything is connected and functioning together as a whole. However, it does cause weak points where problems can be generated. And these weak points are developed by the individual's habits, especially the individual's mental habits. So they're very self-destructive, self-abusive thoughts, depending on the type of emotion, will create a condition in a corresponding organ or point in the body. What then happens is that a point of high cellular toxicity is created where the organ or tissue does not receive sufficient nutrients, oxygen, and overall blood flow, creating a condition at that spot that is adverse and toxic to life. So the cancer is a symptom. It is not the problem. And the problem is almost always psychosomatic. Although things tend to be not so simple, a radical and profound change of lifestyle from the place where you live, the location, the climate, people around you, environment, food, work, living in peace, with happiness and daily motivation and with positive hopes and plans are the most effective cures against psychosomatic cancers that are the most common. Cancer can also be produced by a combination of emotional factors and with the problem of a toxic element in the environment or food that promotes the appearance of cancers in the corresponding tissues. Seen from a broader perspective, it is a desire of the individual to escape from his reality by means of self-destruction of the physical body, escape from oppression and unbearable life by death, however dramatic it may be. Human medical science does not work. It only serves to alleviate symptoms and rarely solves the root of the problem. So the only thing that human medicine is good for is for traumatic physical situations such as accidents, broken bones, and the like, and mechanical problems, but it is unable to solve systemic or metabolic problems. And by the way, <clears throat> this is also uh, almost the exact words <clears throat> by Dr. Bruce Lipton. And... Um, 
he has a two-hour video video out called The Biology of Belief. And in the first part of that video, he says almost the exact same thing, that um, as a practicing doctor, he says that basically um, there's only one real cause or, or area where modern medicine is really effective, and that's in cases of trauma. And... Um, Dr. Schultz from the American Botanical Pharmacy, uh, where I recommend people go to get um, detox programs, he, he also says the same thing. If you get hit by an 18-wheeler, get sewn up and then get out of there because the system is a dead end. And I think the most important thing to be concluded from the information there is that um, it's thoughts and beliefs and psychosomatic issues, dysfunctional emotion that manifest as these cancers. And these exist in your auric field first, and then they exist in your physical body. And as we all know, modern science really isn't remotely interested in the cause of a problem. They only deal with symptoms. And if you really look at Dr. Bruce Lipton's two-hour video, The Biology of Belief, you'll know that the mind plays a huge part in whether we get well or whether we deteriorate. And this can be equated to quantum physics, where just looking at symptoms is related to, like, Newtonian physics. Highly, highly important, the mind, our thoughts, and our beliefs. And if you're even remotely interested in uh, dealing with issues, you need to do your inner homework and find out the causes for the manifestations. Actually, um, I had a friend, uh, his name is Earl B. Hall, and uh, he's from Texas, and he had uh, a stomach cancer that most people consider incurable. And uh, with... Um, high dosages of uh, Powdarko tea, and doing his inner work, he was able to uh, cure the situation in about six weeks. And um, I talked to him later because he used to sell Powdarko tea on the Internet, and I asked him how come he wasn't continuing. And he says because he found a better method, which was MMS, which is Jim Humble's Miracle Mineral Supplement. So you can take it for what it's worth. I now want to uh, move on to uh, some information uh, regarding our DNA. Um, this comes from Billy Car uh, Carlson, C-A-R-L-S-O-N, Carlson. And... Um, He's basically put together a lot of information regarding things that modern science has confirmed concerning our DNA. 
one of those things is that 432 hertz and 528 hertz helps reprogram our DNA. And that our DNA is a storage medium. It's like a hard drive. One gram can store 700 terabytes of information. And you can share 13.5 billion years of data, the same age as the universe. And with that we have 14 generations of memories in our DNA. And it was the Anunnaki that disconnected most of our DNA, which is now what they call the junk DNA, but it isn't junk. And according to um, his compilation of information, we have magnet magnetite crystals in our brains that we don't even use. That's also in the junk DNA. He states that about 200,000 years ago, a worship gene was inserted into us. And that chromosome number two was fused together and two telomer caps were put on each end. So clearly, we've been genetically modified. He also states that epigenetic memories can be passed down through 14 generations. And one of the reasons why we need to reprogram. Now, his information doesn't really state if we really reprogram the junk DNA or not, but clearly 432 hertz and 528 hertz music is very beneficial to our DNA. And he also, they've also found out that positive affirmations are very beneficial to us and will also reprogram our DNA. And that really governs us as a software program. They've also discovered that the neurons of the brain phase in and out of 3D and are communicating, connecting with other levels of reality. And this has been brought up over the last two ET yoga programs. The fact that the universe phases in and out of existence. The universe is holographic and fractal. And it phases in and out of existence. Of course, it does so so rapidly that it's not perceptible to the human eye. And it's a very important factor because our consciousness doesn't phase in and out of existence. But our bodies disappear, actually. So part, part of the time, we're not even physically present. And when we are back in our physical form, if we've connected with some of these non-local higher frequencies and energies, then we can reprogram how 
re-manifest our bodies. Numerous uh, electroencephalograph studies have shown that um, humanity's greatest thinkers, inventors, and artists use both hemispheres of the brain in unison. And 432 hertz music works to balance both hemispheres, forcing them to work in harmony. And the 440 hertz does not harmonize on any level. And that's what our modern music is tuned to that we hear on the radio. And some of the greatest musicians, such as Mozart and Verdi, base their music on the natural vibration of 432 hertz. Many ancient instruments are adjusted at 432 hertz, and Tibetan monks tune their singing bowls to 432 hertz. Listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside our body, releases emotional blockages, and expands our consciousness. 432 hertz allows us to tune into the wisdom of the universe. Amazing kind of information that's been confirmed by modern science. And modern science has begun to recognize what the ancient mystics and wise men have told us for centuries, that everything is in a constant state of vibration. Everything down to the smallest physical particle to the things we cannot perceive with our limited senses. The most elemental state of vibration is that of sound. Everything has an optimum range of vibration or frequency, and that rate is called resonance. And when we are in resonance, we are in balance. Every organ and every cell in our physical body absorbs and emits sound with a particular optimum resonant frequency. And 432 hertz and 528 hertz tuned music creates resonance in our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual body. Compared to a standard A, which equals 440 hertz tuning, 528 hertz is four ounces above standard tuning. A equals 442 hertz, and when music is tuned to A equals 444 hertz, it resonates with C, which equals 528 hertz. And that is called the love frequency. And the love frequency, 528 hertz, is the miracle note of the original solfeggio musical scale. And this has been independently confirmed by researchers. This was used by ancient priests and healers in advanced civilizations to create miraculous manifestations of what is faithfully imagined, envisioned, and intended. The 528 hertz is still being used in this manner by those who have not forgotten its power. 
528 hertz is the bioenergy of health and longevity. And 528 hertz resonates at the heart of the sun, recorded by NASA scientists. Sunbeams, the rainbow, flowers, grass, and even the buzzing of bees vibrates at 528 hertz. Nature in balance vibrates at 528 hertz. It is the frequency of life itself. And according to uh, Professor um, Willis Arpel, the origin of the original solfeggio scale can be traced back to a medieval hymn to, to John the Baptist. The original solfeggio scale was developed by a Benedictine monk, Guido D'Arezzo, and he lived from 991 A.D. to 1050 A.D. And um, according to Puleo, these are the frequencies and the uh, effects of the frequencies. 396 hertz, turning grief into joy, liberating guilt and fear. 417, undoing situations and facilitating change. 528, transformation and miracles, repairing DNA. 639, relationship connecting with spiritual family. 741, expression and solutions, cleaning. and solving. And 862 hertz is returning to spiritual order. The sulfeggio frequencies were not lost because throughout history different tuning applications have been used. Ancient tuning, well actually the sulfeggio frequencies were lost because throughout history different tuning applications have been used. Ancient tuning practices used a system of tuning known as just intonation. The method of just intonation featured pure intervals between every note that were mathematically related by ratios of small whole numbers leading to a much purer sound. The tuning practice adapted by Western uh, cultures from about the 16th century and used today is known as the 12-tone equal temperament. And according to Joaquin Ernst Berendt, the 12-tone equal temperament mistunes all consonant intervals except the octave. Our modern scale can create situations such as boxed-in thinking, stuffed and suppressed emotions, fear-based or lack of consciousness, all of which then tend to manifest into physical symptoms called dis-ease or disease. So you can see how powerful <clears throat> sound and sound vibrations can be. And um, absolutely... Um, uh, crucial, and if you take a look at our modern society 
and um, and and you see just exactly the state of health of our uh, culture. Um, I think it becomes uh, pretty obvious that um, this um, modern tuning method is uh, very damaging to the physical health of the population. And I might add that um, on YouTube, I found a really beautiful um, actually it's uh, it's the hymn to John Saint John the Baptist, and it's done by Donna Stewart. That's S T E W A R T Donna D O N N A Donna Stewart. She does a beautiful rendition of the hymn to Saint John the Baptist, which was uh, the first uh, part of that uh, utilizes all of the frequencies of the solfeggio scale. And uh, I recall, actually, what reminded me to include this uh, sort of information on tonight's program was that years and years ago in Vancouver, British Columbia, they used to go to a restaurant called Monk's. And at Monk's restaurant, the there were monks there that actually sang Gregorian chants. And uh, I always thought it was very powerful, but I, I never really um, connected with that information until now. And um, I'd also like to say that based on the information that uh, I've presented so far in tonight's program, um, clearly there are some connections to the whole concept of flashing universe. And um, I think this is uh, something that's just not known in modern society, that the universe flashes in and out of existence. And what its effect really means to us, because as the Pleiadians would say, thought exists in between the flashing in and out of the universe. So when we're consciously in that state of being aware that we're in between the flashing in and out of the universe and we intend to connect with higher levels of consciousness. And we try to make connections with that energy so that when we do our intentions and our visualizations of what we would intend to manifest or heal, that it's much easier and faster to do. It's a very important factor. So it relates directly to the concept of manifestation. And I might also note that 528 hertz is connected to the sun's heart. And um, I've come to realize the power of sun gazing. And um, as far as I'm concerned, it's the best-kept secret on the planet. Um, Hira Rattan Manik, who recently passed away, I suggest you check out, that's M-A-N-E-K, check out his videos at YouTube concerning this topic. As far as I'm concerned, he's the best. And uh, he has a safe way of doing sun gazing, you only do it during the hour after sunrise or the hour before sunset. 
you only increase your times by 10 seconds. You start off with 10 seconds. Then the next time you do it, you do 20 seconds. And it doesn't matter if it's cloudy for a week and then you do it. It's all cumulative. And uh, you work your way up to a maximum of 45 minutes. At the current time, I'm at uh, 36 minutes and 10 seconds. And uh, after you uh, work up to the maximum level, uh, the idea is to walk barefoot for 45 minutes a day on the earth or in sand to um, maximize your gains. And apparently you do that for a year. And uh, the benefits are enormous because the, one of the first things that sun gazing does is improve your vision and affects cataracts and things like that. And um, the next stage uh, works on uh, balancing the individual uh, mentally. And um, according to Herotan Manic, known to cure things like Alzheimer's and clearly prevent you from getting Alzheimer's because you're creating a balance in your mind. And then it creates a balance in your body because the sunlight enters the eyes, goes to the brain, and then goes to all the organs in the body. And that's why we have the different colors of energy that go to these different organs of the body. And it's nothing's more powerful than the sun. And it's free. And as far as I know, there's no limits to that. What it cures, apparently, between the 30 and 45-minute level, uh, pretty much cures all physical ailments. That's the claim. I can't prove it, but that's the claim. And uh, what do you got to lose? <laughs> it's free. All you need to do is make yourself available at sunrise or sunset, an hour before sunset and during the first hour after the sun rises. And uh, it's an amazing uh, technique. A friend of mine uh, suggested it. To be honest, I was very uh, a little. I, I grew up with the belief that you know you don't look at the sun because you go blind or whatever. And uh, but once you get involved and you start and you do your first ten seconds and then you do your second and and so forth. Well, no, at this point it's just you know that whole concept is ridiculous because the last thing the powers that be once you're doing is looking at the sun who would need the medical system. And uh, for the most part, uh, knock on wood, I guess, but uh, short of trauma, I wouldn't be caught dead getting involved with the medical system. It's a dead-end road. It's only going to give you pills and things for things that you could cure in a natural manner using natural herbs. And the side effects of most of a lot of these pills are worse than whatever the problem was in the first place. And in long-term use of these pills going to affect your brain, put water on your brain, wreck your liver, et cetera, et cetera. And then if things don't work good enough with their pills, then they're going to have you doing... Uh, 
all sorts of ridiculous, brutal treatments that are unnecessary. The only thing that um, mainstream medical is good for is trauma. That's it. So um, anyway, I'm going to pass that on to uh, ET Yoga listening audience. And, you know, over the course of time, I like to keep uh, the ET Yoga listeners uh, apprised of um, landmines that are out there. And I've sometimes uh, said, and I've said this on the air too, that um, I think um, <clears throat> if you never listened to mainstream news or didn't listen to alternative news, uh, for the last uh, 15 or 20 years, it wouldn't have mattered. The only time it would have really mattered was just before the COVID crisis broke out because you needed to know not to take the jabberoos. So uh, anybody spiritual is not taking those. Uh, I'm not going into all that on this program, but you needed to know that. And there's a couple of situations coming up that I'm going to give you a heads up on. I don't know that they're going to come about, but sort of putting the dots together, which I'm usually pretty good at, this is how it kind of looks to me. There's two issues, and they're tied closely together. And one is a financial collapse, and the other is the institution of central bank digital currency. And um, the reason I call the minefields is this. We know, and you probably have heard by now, that there's a shortage of diesel fuel in America. And um, the supply that at last I heard, there was about a 25-day uh, supply of reserves left. And um, I guess some people kind of assumed that by the end of November there'd be we'd be totally out of diesel. Well, I don't believe that's the case, but I do believe that this is a, a problem that just can't be ignored. In other words, if there is a complete shutdown of trucks because they can't get diesel fuel, everything shuts down. You can't get gas at the gas station. Food won't be delivered to the supermarkets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it is the perfect storm, and it's a very simple way to crash the economy in time, and not that long a time, because according to Pleiadians and according to my way of thinking, the next big phase of the globalist agenda is going to be to break down society and restructure it in a way that they have more control. And what more control could they have than by controlling all the money? Because if you listen to Jim Rickards, that's R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S, Jim Rickards, um, I think he's a pretty good source of information regarding how this new digital currency would likely be used very similar to what's already happening in China right now and in other places in the world, is it's going to be tied to a social credit system. Probably the U.S. dollars that you now have, you could probably trade them in for one-on-one -on -one digital dollars, and then eventually the cash will be useless, it'll be worthless. 
and um, these uh, are all programmable digital dollars. So let's say they want you to buy electric cars. Uh, maybe when you go to buy gas, it won't let you do it. Um, there might be a time limit set on how fast you need to spend the money that they'll probably dole out with their universal basic income to kind of bail people out of the chaos that will ensue after a financial crash. And worse, it'll also be used as a behavior modification um, tool, somewhat similar to what's going on in China right now, where tens of thousands of people have such a low social credit score they can't even get on a bus. They can't send their kid to certain schools. They can't um, do this. They can't do that um, because their social credit score isn't high enough. And at some point in time, you get labeled as a not a positive individual, and uh, they just cut off your money. <laughs> that's, that's the power that they have. It's called play ball. has also to do with the truth and, and speaking the truth. Make If you make statements or emails or whatever that are not in line with what the government wants you to think and say, you lose social credit points, which affects your bank account. And if you don't think this can't happen, think about what happened during the trucker strike up in Canada when they had peaceful protests related to taking an experimental vaccine that the truckers were, they were trying to mandate the truckers to take in order to travel between the U.S. and Canada. <clears throat> what the first thing they did is they, they froze these guys, the truckers' bank accounts. So it's already, it's already being done. So the way to avoid that is to be prepared and it's much more difficult to prepare for no food at the grocery store or no gas at the gas station. I'll leave you to ponder that one. Uh, but clearly, in the monetary thing, you need to start building some wealth outside the monetary system if you're a spiritual person, because sooner or later, you'll be cut off the financial system. So by stockpiling things like gold and silver, things that can be useful later, because then the, and the value of those things will go skyrocket as well when the system crashes. So I want to pass those suggestions on to uh, the listening audience, because um, probably coming up in the next year, at the most two, these are likely scenarios. I'd like to, um, at this point in time, uh, give my uh, best wishes towards your attainment of full consciousness, perfect health, and abundance. And uh, as usual in all the ET yoga programs, at the end I share with you the Who Am I technique. And the reason I share the Who Am I technique is because I found it to be a very powerful technique. And one that I picked up from Baba Ram Das who used to be Richard Alpert, a professor at Harvard University. He went to India and uh, became Baba Ram Das. Uh, 
And uh, when he came back from India, started telling the real truth about psychology and got himself fired from Harvard. But he also became a very, very influential person back in the 1960s, 70s. And, you know, he's still he's still around. And, and uh, one of the major influences on people in North America. And um, he printed an, uh, it was an article in the Georgia Strait, a newspaper in Vancouver, British Columbia, where I first saw this technique and did the technique and bang, went right through the doorway. So um, I try to pass it on to my ET Yoga listening audience because uh, sooner or later, um, there'll be a few people that will have the same experience I had. And the technique basically is to get to the highest place you know how to get to. And if that's by doing your asanas and then your pranayams and and then uh, a meditation or whatever other means you use to get to the highest place you know how to get to, then focus your total attention in the center of your forehead and become that spot. And then when you become that spot, you ask the question, who am I? And you can do that once or twice, whatever many times feels comfortable. The main thing is put your full attention in the center of your forehead, become that spot, and then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all of 